There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Again, I know you stink that I gubbed it there, but I was trying to do a wee tribute to the to the man there, you know what I mean? To Marius Aliukis, who we touched on it yesterday, Paul, in the in the recorded pod and yeah. our thoughts and condolences um go to his, his family and friends at this difficult time because that was a shock to everybody. And I'm sure I speak for the two of you but when I when I say that as well, lads. Yeah. before I see before I introduce who we have on, obviously, if you're not on YouTube. We need to touch on the important topic which is going on in the world at the minute and one despot's fucking, you know, desperate claim and cling to power as he's doing. You know, his decisions that he's made is absolutely ridiculous and it's led to him being in this this position and really it's nobody's fault but his own. Mm. You know, some, some of the things that he's done, some of the things that he's said, you know, it, it, now they're talking about the powers that be removing him from his position. 
good way to be Neil Lennon, lads, eh? Uh-huh. <laughs> Seen that coming a mile away. <laughs> four more years. Four more years. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, question to our viewers early doors. <laughs> Who's got the worst job right now? Neil Lennon or Donald Trump? <laughs> who will be in a job come the end of this month? Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, joining me tonight, Series Matters. Um, as per usual, Mr. Paul. See, how we doing, mate? I'm not bad. How's your bum for love bites? Fucking right up with them, mate. Good to hear. <laughs> Jim, how we doing, mate? I'm okay, mate. I'm a bit about sober. More sober than the last time I was on, anyway. Good. Good okay, That'll change by the end. So. By the way, Stephen Gerrard. Mm. Cheers, boys. Just and and, uh, and electricians. Well and, <laughs> and electricians. Electricians. That's bloody crazy, isn't it? Part-time electrician. <laughs> That's mental. Fantastic. I had a great night last night, but we'll get to the European. We'll get to the European <clears> results. <throat> Obviously, to start with, we had a game last weekend um, against Kilmarnock, which was a huge game um, for the club, I'd have to say, because it's their first chance to go, you know, and stretch, stretch a lead even further with them playing in, in last year's Scottish Cup, which has been shoehorned into this season for any other... I don't know why, but it's been shoehorned in. Um, basically... Paul, your thoughts pre-match? Obviously, we, we were talking in the chat, but your thoughts going into the game? Are you confident? Obviously, a stupid question with the way we're playing, but are you confident? Yeah, I was confident, um, but cautiously confident um, because it's you know, dangerous teams. You know what I mean? And they're, they're no mugs. That pitch doesn't help them. I think we're talking the Kelly match here. Um, that pitch doesn't yeah. help them. It's the child. I was going to try to sort of reply something in the chat. Um, <laughs> I can't multitask. I'm sort of person who can't walk, talk, and breathe at the same time. I just collapse in a jellified heap in the street. Um, yeah, but no, I was I was quietly confident as we discussed in the chat. But it, it was I did say to you that Kelly are a, a decent enough team. You know that the results prove that they're not sitting top six um, without being a decent team. And uh, the, the pitch was always going to play into their hands. Um, Excuse me, but yeah, I thought pre-match. I'll get, I'll go into my little bit later on. But yeah, you discussed. I thought, I thought pre-match. Yes, I was quietly confident. Jib, obviously, you're you're saying we've spoke to you for a couple of weeks on the pod um, since the old firm win. So, how do you think really it's, the, the squad have kicked on since then? Because you could say in the last couple of years, sorry, right, there was a I want a break in between. But after we've beaten Celtic, we've kind of taken a wee nosedive. So, how how do you think we've kicked on since then? Obviously, leading up to the Kelly match. Good. I think we've done well. Um, I think it helped that we just kept playing. Um, there wasn't any, there wasn't any opportunity for us to lose our rhythm. We stopped for a few weeks of that. Yeah. Um, really, really big game. Uh, right after it, in terms of the standard Liège game on the Thursday, which um was I thought was a fantastic result. Um, I mean the goal. Everybody's everybody's going to remember it for for that goal. But I thought the performance in itself. I thought we were worthy of the three points. Um, I'm kind of going back a few weeks, so it's difficult to put in like the, yeah. the performance in that exactly. But mm. uh, in terms of, the, I mean, the, I, I thought I thought the pitch um, had more of a negative impact on us towards the end of the game because when they started to go for a winner, we were looking to hit in the counter, and there was just no counter attack possible. And on the pitch, you know, there was there was nobody could dribble the ball. It was all about long long balls, you know. But um, I've kept kicking on after the game. Um, I think we didn't let the win go to our head, which is what we've been guilty of the past few years. I think we've done really well. 
hundred percent. I think going into the game, our biggest probably fear. I don't think we feared them, but I think our maybe bit fears are a strong word. Maybe worry was probably the pitch, you know, because we have struggled in that pitch, and it's really been the cause of where most of our title aspirations have died in the last couple of years. So. Yeah. To go there and, and produce such a professional performance, knowing that there was a bit of pressure on us, knowing we had to go, well, there was a chance we could go nine points clear, and the Rangers fans wouldn't accept it, but going nine points clear. So to actually see the team go and produce that performance, and 1-0 flattered them, it did, although at the end we were kind of hanging a wee bit, yes, fair enough, but we defended properly. Do you know what I mean? We defended yeah. properly. And I that's... Think- that's okay. that's that's what it's not on you go mate. That's what it's all about though for us now. It's, it's just make sure we shut up at the back, really. Unlike last night. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I, I, we had we had fifty seven percent, fifty seven percent of the possession of the match. We had twenty shots on goal, of which only four were on target. And I think that's that's been kind of um, how our season's gone. You know, I mean, we're fantastic at the back, down the midfield, front three just not quite functioning yet. They're getting shots, but they're not we're not clinical enough. Yeah. And that, that, that's just my opinion. We don't seem to be clinical enough. But, and also, a lot of observers are saying the exact same thing. We're not clinical enough as, as a team. We even discussed it last night on the BT Sport. because was saying that the front three are just not quite functioning yet. Yeah. But um, that will come. And when, been, when, 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 the, when the front players actually begin to get on song, we're going to... Somebody's in for an absolute mullering. They really are. They, they really are. But no, I think that, that, was, a, that was a game... In the last season or two, we would have certainly drawn, possibly even lost. And as you said, um, our title aspirations have sort of ended away to places at Kelly. Um, we need to be more clinical um, and, and winning ugly. And we, we didn't, we wouldn't call it winning ugly last week, but the result would say it was, but it wasn't really. It was at the end of the day, it's a victory, and that's the most important thing. And it, it maintained that winning run, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or not losing and, and a clean sheet, which was very important. We'll talk about more about last night later on. Jib, see, see, obviously, it was a penalty we won it by Tavernier's penalty again. James Tavernier's sensational, but that some of the play, you know, that some some of the phases of play that we had before we scored and then after we scored, really, you know, oh, it's missing. It's just a finish, and I feel sometimes we're guilty of trying to walk the ball into the back of the net mm-hmm. rather than just try to fire the foot through it, um, and. I just thought we were just missing that second goal. And if we go that second goal, you probably get three, four, five last week. Mm-hmm. Aye, definitely. Um, I, I was I was guilty after the game myself, saying that we had kind of we had like done it the ugly way. See, when you watch the highlights back, it it, it wasn't. Do you know what? it's it's it just uh, what Paul was saying there? It was it, it's it's hard to put any words. It's like we were so we were so strong in the first half. It was just a it was a case. Of, just try to get that extra goal just to make it really, really comfortable. I mean, if any, any sort of game, regardless of how dominant um, a team is, if you're only 1-0 up at the end of the game, you're you're instinctively going to just sit back a little bit. Um, yeah. you're, the, the, the opposing team are going to put a bit of pressure on. A perfect example of that um, would probably be the Bayer Leverkusen game that, that we, that last season's game that we played this year. Um, away from home, we lost 1-0. But if, I mean... Leverkusen were so in control of that game. They were, they were, they're an absolutely outstanding team. But I don't know if you remember, but at the end of that game, we were kind of pushing for an equaliser. That's just, that's just what happens in these games. You know, you just when you realise there's only five, ten minutes to go, you kind of think to yourself, right, we can, we need to gamble here. If we concede another, we concede another. We need to go for it. I think that's what Kelly done, and I think Gerard made 
a really good decision and putting Balogun on and just tighten it up in the back. I think I think he realised the time for getting the second goal had kind of passed, and it was just a case of just trying to defend the the one 0 league and I th- uh, the one 0 lead. Sorry, and I thought we'd done it really well. Mm-hmm. Tavernier's penalty, Paul, right in yeah. the corner, stunning penalty. That's the last two or something like that where the, the, the goalies went the same the same way. But yeah. Tavernier's penalty is just mm. the power, the precision. There's no goalie saving it. No He's goalie. got. He's got his penalty mojo back after a few yes. misses last season. And you know, I and I, I'm gonna make a confession live on the pod uh, to the world, actually. Um, that when Tav missed his first penalty for Rangers last season, I think it was against Hibs, I think it was. I actually turned to Gary, the guy that sits next to me, and I said, definitely throw this. He's never missed a penalty for this. Boom, fuck. And uh, he missed a few after that. So, so it's your fault. Maybe my fault. Maybe my fault. And and by the way, Jim, this is falling on for if, if MD's no caught a pre-match pod yesterday, and how Hollander would be back in the team according to Paul for last night, and how Hollander it was definite it was going to happen. Hollander had his worst game in a Rangers jersey. He did, he did indeed. <laughs> so I am one. asking your opinions for this. <laughs> I am, I am, I am never, ever, 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 ever going to give any opinion on any player ever again. <laughs> no. How does how does that sound? <laughs> Sounds good, mate. Sounds good. You should just just start giving positive opinions on Celtic players. And hopefully, it will have the same effect. <laughs> really, there's no need to them. <laughs> they don't need us. No, they're they're, they're going for enough. <laughs> um, as, as, as I said last night, Duffy makes Sandy Boss look world class. <laughs> guy's hopeless, man. It's hopeless. Oh, Enough of the old. We done the old David Weir thing, didn't he? Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. Oh. <laughs> but was 56. Yeah, we've been waiting on a picture like that for 10 years, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll, look, I'll, look, I'll look at that picture and I just go, what the fuck is going on there? <laughs> Maybe David Weir on the pod and I was too feared to ask him about that. Oh, you should have. <laughs> That was an off the man. Do you know, it was on the screen and he looked about two times the size of the screen and I was like, oh, fuck. He's a legend, look. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, so, the, the killer game, as well, alluded to, and Jeep says it, he, he put on Balligan, he went kind of, I say three to the back, but really we still had two fullbacks on. He shut up shop, basically, he said, we get out of here with the three points and we get up the road and that's all that's required. Mm-hmm. I've seen a few people on, on Twitter kind of get a wee bit you know, fucking date the hard way, and and I, and I don't mean that in a flippant way. I mean that, and somebody's actually moaning about that one, and I can't get that in my head, right? And it probably no. leads me on to Benfica slightly. And and last night I had a wee bit of a rant as well, and was getting frustrated as well because I think it was you who mentioned it. Jim. We have the most fickle set of fans in the whole wide world. Yeah, no, and that was my tweet last night. And if, and, if, and, if, and if people want to see how fickle we are, I can show you uh, Scott's comments on the WhatsApp chat or, or some of the things he was saying. I mean, uh, I mean, honestly, big screaming Gerard out. It was horrific. <laughs> Capital letters. Aye. <laughs> oh, uh, he must have cut and pasted it about 45 times or something, just repeatedly. Ah, uh, you knob. <laughs> 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 um, so <laughs> before we get to the Benfica game I have a wee topic of conversation and I would like to get our viewers involved <clears throat> because this happened before we got to the Benfica game where it was announced that there was a party broken up in the early hours of Monday morning 
and fucking dumb and dumber there, Jordan Jones and George Edmondson, who can't get near the team they knew. Now, in Big Edmondson case, I have a wee bit of sympathy. He's a younger player. And he also has guys like Goldson, uh, Halander, Balogun, probably Katic, if Katic was fit ahead of him in that team. It's a wee bit harder for him to get in there. But Jordan Jones gets his chance against Muddle, scores a great goal, gets his, another chance against County. Probably wasn't as effective, but still you're working your way back into the Rangers team. You give him a wee bit of slack with that. And to go and try and or possibly self-sabotage our great start to the season, I don't know about you two, lads, and I'll come to you first, but I cannot forgive that. No. That, 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 that self-destruct stuff and I can't, I can't forgive that it's absolutely brain dead it really is and to be honest if there was two players that were going to do it I'm glad it's them two I'm glad yeah. it wasn't I'm glad it wasn't two players that were, were more important and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way but yeah. if that was if that was Ryan Kent and Connor Goldson that had done that you'd be you, I think I would feel even worse um, I don't know if this is their way of just taking out their frustration at no playing in many games and thinking, well, do you know what? Fuck it, we've been invited to a party tonight. It's not as if we're playing anyway. I don't know. I can't, I can't speak for them, but it just, it's, I mean, what gets me is, what if they weren't caught? What if they had put any pictures up, any videos up? They'd have went into training on Monday morning and they would have put every everybody at risk. And, and our most important season, I mean, every season's important, but the, the longer you go without winning a league, you, they just, they get more and more important and it's just, Honestly, I can't, I can't put it into words. You you summed it up yourself perfectly. It's unforgivable. I'd be very, very surprised if I see either one of the two of them in a Rangers top again. Um, it's yep. un, unforgivable is be, the best word to describe it for me. Fucking Paul, idiots, man. <laughs> Paul, see, Paul, see, before you give your thoughts on it, I had a wee bit of constructive criticism for the pod, so give me two seconds. That was annoying, Fridge, that jacket hanging on that mirror there. So, sorry, Fridge. I hope that helps you now, mate. All right. On you go, Paul. I quite agree with Fridge. <laughs> that wasn't the point, mate. Oh, sorry, not that. <laughs> oh, okay. I think I, I echo uh, Jim's sentiments entirely. I think it's it's brain dead beyond belief. I mean, what, what kind of mindset do they have to be in? To go, wait, we'll go to a party. Yeah, but the, the, boy, the players won't know. They know people are going to be there taking photographs. They know taking videos. They may have walked in and went, right, no photographs, no videos. Drink, 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 drink. Next thing you know, everything's out. Everybody's pissed. You know what I mean? Guards are down. It's just, it, it's it's moronic beyond belief. I think the saving grace is that they, the police were called and they were caught. And mm-hmm. club were informed and they were suspended and put into isolation straight away. And it didn't get anywhere near the training ground, didn't get anywhere near any other players. That's a saving grace we've got in that, in that score. So whoever uh, grasped them up or took the photographs or the videos, um, thank you. Because quite frankly, we, we, we can do without them. If that if that's an attitude and if that's the, that's what they're thinking, then, you know, oh, well, we're not going to play anyway. We might as well go for a drink. Well, actually, you shouldn't be at the fucking club. You should be fighting for your no. place. Go, just fuck off. Aye. 100%. And you say that in this season of all seasons, we are, we're going for 55, right? And we have a real chance of getting that this year. You know, maybe before there's been a wee bit of bravado, we're Rangers, we can do this. Did we really believe it? I don't know. This year just feels different. This year feels the real thing. And by the way, that's no—that's not because of people. their performing. No, a few that, people have said that. 
that's how we're performing. Aye, hundred percent. It's got nothing. You know? It's got nothing to do with how it's going for Celtic like, or no. or anything like that. It's 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 based it's based on results like Sunday. Do you know? Just kind of just going back to it. But the last the last wee thing I would say about the the win at Kelly is the fact that um, we're going we're going down to a stadium that that you know that we've struggled at, especially under Gerrard. It's a tough surface to play on. You're playing on a weekend when Celtic aren't playing. Um, there was pressure on. Do you know there was there was pressure to to put pressure on almost. There was there was there was the pressure there to to open up a gap to basically try and try and get another three points on the board when your rivals, the team that you're up against, aren't playing. Um, and quite frankly, if we hadn't have won, it would have been an opportunity missed, and it would have been another perfect example for people to turn around and go. They're, they've they've uh, they've absolutely bottled it again when an opportunity was on, and we went down there and at the last ten minutes, I we did we done it dirty, you know, we defended well on that. But that's I mean, when when you're seeing differences like that, like you said, Paul, it's the sort of game that we maybe would have drawn or even lost. I mean, we did we did lose it. We we lost at Kelly last season. So the the fact that the fact that you're doing that and you've you've already went to Parkhead and won. I mean, you could. Name, naming all the stadiums, we've went away away from home and we've been to Petodre and all. These are really tough games and we've, we've put ourselves in such a, a good position. And then you come back. They they two players, man, honestly, I would just, I would, I'd get them to fuck. I really would, man. I would, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. They're, they've, they're letting the entire club down. They've let every single fan down and it's not even... I mean, I I day slightly echo what you've said in terms of Edmondson, like he's a young boy and he's out of the squad completely. But I mean, Jordan Jones has he's been given the the nod that he could play a part this season. He's had a start, he's had a couple of starts. He didn't play great at home against Ross County, but see, to be fair, nobody did. We didn't play well that day at all. So I wasn't going, I wasn't going to single him out. I thought to myself, well, nobody played well, so he he deserves, he deserves as much, as much as a chance as the next player. Um, But it just, to go, to go and be, to go and be so silly, really, it, it just, Defies belief, man. I I, I don't know. I, I really I, I need to watch what I'm saying, man. Fuck. I know you need, yeah, you do, and that, and that is the thing. Um, I I think as I said, I, I'm trying to be tempered with what I'm saying is by saying <clears> you know, my own can brain dead, and you know if they don't like it, they can fuck off. I'm 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 trying my best to sort of rein it in because what I, what I really want to say, you know, I would never be allowed that back at Ibrox. The club wouldn't let me back in if the players any players so if they can belt me. I just think they're they're just stupid, absolutely. Yeah. it's incomprehensible and Mm -hmm. and I can't and I'm going to use an old sailor's term here I cannot fathom where the thinking was to do that and how they thought they'd get away with it just it's it's just and and, and, and if if they got into training and and they got it and spread it to the team I mean it just it doesn't even bear thinking about but Paul how does the rest of the squad react then how does the rest of the squad now react hearing that news and obviously they're in self-isolation now for two weeks. So how do, how does the rest of the squad, you know, come back to that and say, right, do they accept them back in when, that, when the time comes? Do they, I, do they say anything? I, you nearly sabotaged their full season. What, what do you do there? I think I don't I don't know. Um, I I know if it was me, if I was if I was if I was like a Rangers professional footballer, and, I, I, and I'm trying try to take a pragmatic approach here, and not and not put the fan head on, as in just a professional head on. I would be. Fucking livid still, because at the end of the day, they could compromise your chance of becoming champions. They could have compromised 
that your chat your chat not on not only that but also if you catching it and passing it on to your family members you know what i mean and you're already you're already isolating within a bubble within your family who knows but one of these players their wife maybe have an underlying health issue serious asthma or something like that all of a sudden yeah. You know what I mean? They're putting lives at risk. At the end of the day, they have to remember this. This isn't, I don't want to say forget about it, but you know, just draw a line under the fact that the elite athletes and they could have cost us points or sanctions or even the league. They're putting lives at risk at the end right. of the day. And that's well, listen, and that boils down to. We see ID has, has came up with a great solution there. Once a self-isolation period is over, put them in a locked room with Jimmy Bell and they'll never do it again. Done. But I don't know if they would get out of that room to be honest. <laughs> alive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think they would, mate, to be honest. I'm, I'm hearing that Brian Rogers <laughs> coming across to Scotland and he's looking for somebody to sell five state with for 14 days. Fuck. <laughs> hey, bet you thought Walter Smith's training was fucking hard, didn't you? Right. <laughs> you know, you know. Um, right, we plug to our partners, Copeland Streetwear. They are now putting up their bar tills and their tea tills, I think it is as well. Um, so they are yeah, BCID is just in the middle of it saying me, 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 me yeah <laughs> so go go the street where speaker so head to their website guys because it's they've went up tonight I believe um, and they're cracking I don't know if MD's seen their bar runners or anything like that but they really are top notch and if you do have a man cave or a wee pub at the back that you Converted a shed to be a pub or something. Go and fucking buy the stuff because you're you're, you're helping you're helping bears out. And while you're at it, buy some pod merch and you're helping the club out because it goes to profits go to range of that. Yeah, we have we have we have to say that this this is actually one of the Copeland Street t-shirts. Yes, it's excellent. But what I will say is any play, any any perch mod any <laughs> pod merch that you buy, um, we don't we don't get any money at all. Any no. any profits that uh, we've we've said we're going to give that away to the uh, youth development company. So there you go. Yes. That's great, guys. Well done. Yes. So, so that leads Scott, to... Scott, can I just Sorry, uh, hang on for a second? Just I will yeah. say one la- one last thing on the the Jones and Emerson thing. I think the club need praised. I thought I yes, thought the yeah. club I thought the club handled it really well. They were out quick and they they dealt with it instantly before any of the government and and, and like that got involved. So I think I think I, I well done to the club as well for basically uh, forcing them to self, self-isolate for two weeks and suspending them. And also the way Gerard conducted himself and how, how he handled the questions and how he did, mm. he, how he dealt with it as well. I thought it was very statesman-like. Yeah, no, it was good. No hiding. No. We, even received, we even received praise for the Scottish Government who apparently have joined Operation 55 because we're not stopping 10. 10 didn't, 9 didn't happen, so how could fuck can we stop 10? Exactly. Yeah, um, so we're moving on. Benfica, European trip last night. Paul and I done the pre-match pod yesterday. Uh, I would say, Paul, we were both pretty con- well, positive that Rangers could take something from the game, be it a point or all three. You went one each in your prediction. I went 2-1 Rangers for a long time in the game. Obviously, we'll start for the start. We come out and you think, right, keep it tight, lads, first 10, 20 minutes. You know, even if we don't impose ourselves in the game, just as long as we don't concede. And within 60 seconds, the, the absolute... Heroic duo of Hollander and Goldson <laughs> somehow managed to put the ball <laughs> into her own net. Again, though, credit has to go to the team that they didn't crumble after that. You know, the team still went back to playing, yeah. our way of playing. They were brave on the ball, they got on the ball, 
and and we and we left for there. But Paul, your thoughts when that goal went in, and obviously I know some of them because you text it. But your thoughts when that goal went in? <laughs> right. Okay, well, here we go. Um, for once, I wasn't watching it in here, in the man cave. I was watching it next door. My wife was actually doing some work in here. She needed to be close to the Wi-Fi because her work laptop wasn't that good. So she went to the kitchen, made us have a cup of tea, and walked back out. Now, she walked in front of me. And she went, oh, is this live? I went, yep. And she, and she, and she just went over the television. They scored. And I went, just fucking kicked off. What the hell's going on here? So I was like, oh, no. So uh, my, 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 I think um, I think I tweeted something along the lines of, well, that's a game plan out the window. And um, basically what I meant by that was keep it tight for 20 minutes. So that, that, that didn't exactly work. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I think we're, you, we did we sort of settle down and uh, we came right back into the match and we had a couple of chances. And then uh, are, are we going to do a match report thing now? Are we just going to let it run? Or just... Yes, why oh, don't okay. we let it run? So I'll go to Jeeb, right? And I'll say, Jeeb, I don't think we'll ever see another performance like that from Philip Hellander in a Rangers jersey. Certainly hope not. Um, no. I, it was just... And, and see the thing is, right? See if you actually watch it back. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't play that bad. He made, he made two really bad mistakes. But his right. per, his performance as a whole, that like he was, it was more. I mean, especially when they were down to ten men, you know, he he, he passed the ball about well. He, he's used the ball was good, um. But he's it's not what he's going to be remembered for. He's going to be remembered for his mistakes, quite rightly so as well. Um. The, I think the the be all and end all is is that if you're going to make those types of mistakes against that type of opposition, you're going to be punished, and that's exactly mm-hmm. hand. Hundred percent. Sure. See, see, just see on the the, the Copeland Streetwear thing. A few people have um, actually commented on something, and I want to just address it before we go. And can Copeland ship to the US? I, I would need to check that, but I, I think they might. But I don't know. I would need to check that. I'll mail the guy deal, and I will get back to you uh, on that. Um, we CID says, can we suggest pod merch? I can see if the guy that's running Copeland Streetwear the now, if if he's watching this, I can see him going. Oh, for fuck's sake, because I am never done going on and up. And, and we're getting travel mugs, we're getting bar runners, we're getting, we are getting stuff um, made up as we speak. So there will be more pod merchandise on the site. But you certainly can suggest some WCID and I'll put it to him and say it's for you so he can fucking blame you if he comes back at me. Bumper um, stickers, bumper, bumper <laughs> stickers, dog collars, uh, hats that turn into stepladders, all that sort of stuff would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Diane has bought a pod t-shirt which we're grateful for and you've also put money into the club in doing so and that's what it's all about for us Thank you Diane Put money into the club so thanks very much for that and I don't know if Diane would be up for this but let's get Diane modelling the pod we're on Bear Station next time <laughs> <laughs> I'm Bear Station all about <laughs> Right back to the football Conor Goldson was offside I thought so as well <laughs> Sadly it doesn't work up the end of the park <laughs> but I thought <laughs> I thought so as well, Dale, but, but that didn't work. So we move on for that. We we, <coughs> we suggested, Paul, on the pod that our biggest threat would be Alfie dropping deep and kind of dragging Otamendi and dragging uh, Vertonghen out of position, and that yeah. allows the space for Ryan Kent to run into. That's exactly how it transpired to get us back into the game, as Otamendi's clumsy as fuck. Aye. Brings down uh, Ryan Kent, and it is, well... I was in contact with our Battle Fever podcast referee last night and he gave us his verdict on what it was. And I don't think we needed any clarification on it because it was a red card, a Stonewall red card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The referee wasn't amazing. Seen that on Twitter, definitely wasn't amazing. He wasn't a part of some conspiracy. It was just any job. <laughs> it was a clear, it was as clear cut a penalty as you've seen in a while. Do you know what I mean? It was, I mean, 
Kent was very clever because he actually cut across Otamendi and put Otamendi in a, in a, in a terrible position. He, he, no option. You know, there was there was going to be contact. He couldn't get out of it. So you could say it, it was it was cleverly engineered by, by Kent. But that's the rules of the game. And he was, he was brought down. He was the last yeah. man. It was a clear goal. It was a goal-scoring opportunity. Therefore, by the letter of the law, he has to go. And, and I need to be honest with you, if that was reversed and that was a Benfica player and it was, say, Goldson or Holanda gets it off, you say, hold on, it's, yeah. it's a red card because that's the way it is. You know, it just has to be. So it was a red card all day long. Um, yeah. And uh, I Otamendi was a bomb scare. He is a bomb scare. <laughs> you know but you I mean? said that, though, mate. You said that there's a mistake in Otamendi. There's a mistake in, not no mistake in for, for Tongan, but he's getting on a bit now. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's only natural. You've got Morelos, who's looking as though each game by game he's getting back to that kind of form. You know, the smiles yeah. back, Gerard says the day. So you, you've you've got to, you've got to fancy Morelos against them, and then obviously when I mean, you've got Kent's pace running behind and Aribo's feet, that's why I fancied Rangers yesterday. You know, and mm. do you, do you part, partly doing to that, mate. Captain Fantastic, James Tavernier, he gets the assist for the for the for our first goal. Stunning, mm. absolutely sublime. The run in the box, the football again, yeah. brilliant. Mate, see to be honest, it's a run that you've seen for Tav so many times. I mean, I I feel I I put um. I put it on Twitter a while ago, and I, I got some stick for this, right? But, I mean, you know, I don't really care what for. I mean, I put my opinions on Twitter. If you like them, you like them. If you don't, you don't. That's that's what it's there for. But I put that I thought James Tavernier is arguably the most underappreciated Rangers player I've ever known in my time supporting Rangers. Yeah. Like, I, what he brings to the team. I mean, I remember, I'm, I'm not going to name names, but I remember speaking to a boy months ago, and he was asked the question, how, how much do you think it would cost to replace Tav and his answer was nothing. It won't cost anything because we've got Patterson there. And I thought to myself, like, but I mean, what's I mean, everybody's entitled to opinion, but what sort of fucking opinion is that? Like, you just <laughs> like it's. I mean, part that's that's no disrespect to Patterson. I know you both know that, but he's a he's a young guy coming through. But what you get, what you get for Tav. I mean, there's so many. There's just there's so many things that goes on. I wish I wish I had I wish I had a like a notepad. That I could just write all the minutes, don't it? Just things that he does, just wee runs he makes. Just he'll the times he'll just take it by one man and make a pass, and then after that, nothing happens. But just his movement and stuff, I, he's he's been one of our most, if not our most important player for for years now. And I just I think even obviously you you'll go into the third goal as well. It was exactly the same, but he's just. Yeah. He, he, bas he basically made the goal. I thought the defender was shocking. I thought he should have been receiving. I thought he should have been receiving, receiving some sort of a shout for his goalie or another defender. He tell him just leave it, just leave it, just let it go. Like there was there was nobody behind him. But thankfully for us, he just decided. Now nah, I want a wee goal tonight, so he just decided to lump one in his in net. But um, <laughs> Paul, chips here for with you on the goal. At least there was sent and half had a bit of finesse in putting it into the net. He exactly. just fucking slapped it right into the net, man. It was it was a, it was an absolute clinical finish off his shin. <laughs> I mean, it was beautiful. Keeper, keeper stood no chance right into the roof of the net as well. It was just exactly. It was <laughs> totally. a, a thing of absolute beauty. <laughs> see, see, see the way you see him kind of swing at that. You think, just look, where did they expect it to go? Like, I don't, like, where did it, what, what was it? I mean, was he just trying to hit it back the way it came? Like, what was he, what was he hoping for? Like, I don't, I don't it's know, a man. Fucking beauty, Honestly, man. Just... And, and on Tav, Dave, I don't know if you've seen it. I have on the pod said a few times, not that I played at any great level, but playing right back myself, I have been critical of Tav for his defending and his position at times. I do think, mind you, a lot of that's down to the fact we sold Daniel Candace and never replaced him. 
night because I think Tav looked like a different player and he looked a lot more comfortable when, when Candace was in front of him. But really this year, even defensively, he's taken his game to the next mm. level. You know, going forward, that doesn't surprise me. He's always done that, as you've said, since he's come in the door. But even defensively, I think he's been he's, he's been one of our best defenders as well when he's had to, you know, he's got his he'd done right. and he's done his job and he's a huge part to the, the clean sheets that we've got. Yeah. Joe, I'm going to sound controversial here, right? I've always thought that Tav has been an alright defender. Now, if you if you're going to compare him to like reg, I mean, I've I've had I've had uh, boys on Twitter as well. People people that I'm, I'm surprised have taken this approach with me, but criticise the fact. Well, he's great going forward, but defensively he's a bit. Well, see to be honest, modern fullbacks are that way. Like right. you, you struggle to find a fullback that's that's more defense. I mean, the last one I can think of is like Papach. Papach was a more defensive-minded fullback, but going forward he was all right. Do right. You know, nowadays fullbacks are more about attacking the bomb up and down the left or right wing, and that's the way it goes, right? See what helps Tav now, right? Now this this goes this goes back to Warburton that made Tav look like he was as bad a defender as what he was made to look. If you watch highlights, now I, I do this quite often, right? I like to kind of study things. I watch games like, like defeats against Hearts years ago and all that. And there's um, there's goals that you would see where bloody the ball gets hit. I'm trying to cringe when I say this, right? But Rob Kiernan is in the centre of the defence, right? And balls are getting hit across the face. And Rob Kiernan is turning around and screaming at his right back. Tav, Tav was attacking. Like, that was that was not Tav's job. When Tav's attacking now... Ryan Jack fills in at right back. Stephen Davis fills in at right back. Mark Warburton ne- never had any organisation like that, and that yeah. that left that left hat. He was hung out to dry. Where's the right back? He was fucking attacking. It, he was trying to create the attack. Somebody fell in and did his job for him at the back. Mm. It it just it. But now when now that he's playing under Gerard and quite frankly a management team that I think are are such a well organised. <laughs> I mean the, the the way that they organise their teams, I think is. Is, is absolutely brilliant that y- you don't really see that now even when one that jumps to mind is the game at, at Parkhead against Celtic he kind of dives in and, and tries to win the ball off of McGregor McGregor gets away it's the one that Phil Hollander makes a really good tackle mm-hmm. but as soon as as soon as McGregor gets away I think it's Stephen Davis is in the right back position you yeah. just never had that years ago you never like Hull or Halliday or that they just they just never done it because they were obviously no told to so yeah. I, I do feel it's down to the management as well that he's just he's managed better so he's playing better it, it, people just aren't noticing it now yeah, I was, going to, I was just going to say before I make my, my, my point on that, um, to just want to say to Chief, if you're, if you're really into sort of masochism, which you clearly are, you know, from back watching the Rangers matches, you, you don't have to do that on the internet. You know, you, there's, there's clubs you can visit, you know, I mean, there's, there's uh, various. And enjoy know, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> various contraptions you can get uh, strapped up to, um, you know, and, 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 you know, the paddles, the uh, yeah. swings, you know what I mean? There's, there's balls in the mouth, you know, and it's, 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 I think it's a gimp suit if you want to use it. Sometimes, you know? sometimes, you, sometimes you like to see how, how far you've came. Like, that's, I, I don't, I don't. <laughs> Pardon me, I might want to rephrase that, yeah. I don't, but, I don't feel. <laughs> As a, get, as a club, as a, as a club, you like to see how far the club has 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 came for for the for the 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 days when it was just an absolute nightmare watching us. But um, I I don't think I don't think Stephen Gerrard gets the, the the credit he deserves. I mean, what how far he took us in one transfer window? I, th- I yeah. don't think it's right. I don't think it's men- mentioned enough at all. No, I think I, but, but my, the serious point I was going to make was you talked about having the defensive cover and stuff like that. I think I mentioned a few pods back. Um, 
if you watch, we, uh, we, we, we defend as a team now. You know, in fact, I think it was post Celtic match in the post Celtic match pod. We talked about this. Um, I, w- I was watching something and were, and were discussing how the Rangers are f- fluid across from, from the front three to the midfield three and then the yeah. back four sort of sitting in a nice tight line. But if the back four get drawn forward, as in the, the wing back, uh, full backs, the, the either Kamara or Davis will dovetail in behind and offer that cover up, which we never had before. So we seem to be very fluid moving across the park. We we sort of almost like hunting packs towards the ball, but still understanding what's behind them and what cover they've got to make. You may think to yourself, Chris, he's got a lot of space out there. But if you watch very closely, the, the player who's supposed to close them down goes towards them and gives them about maybe about three or four yards pace, uh, space. But if you look very quickly behind them, there's three or four players funneling behind and offer that, that support up. And it, it's almost like one person goes towards them and then the rest are dovetailing behind all the time. It's, it's a very nice thing to watch. Yeah, 100%. Moving to the second goal. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to say it's the second goal this season like this, but it'll probably, it'll be, it'll probably, be, probably Jeeb will be able to tell us better. But it's the it's the same. Well, at least this year I watched something good, mate. I suppose. But it's it's, it's the same. It's the second goal I can remember in, in in recent memory, where it started from our goal line. Mm. Ryan Jack wins the ball, flicks it to Tav up the line to Aribo into Morelos. Morelos with a terrific goal, a terrific ball at Glen Camara, and what a finish and what a performance with Glen Camara. And I think it was WCID that mentioned it, and mm. a joke in a jokey way, but she's right. Glen Camara cost us. What Shane Duffy gets paid a week. Mm-hmm. Friday. I'll drink to that. Yes. So Cheers. Glenn Kamara. Paul Here's the fifty grand. <laughs> Here's the fifty-five. <laughs> <laughs> Policies. Uh, I'll come the second goal. Your thoughts? I, I think you should be on Pornhub personally. Uh, I think, uh, premium content, of course. Oh, oh, of course. Yeah. Loud drop yeah. limited. <laughs> <laughs> we in joke. <laughs> no, I thought. I thought Glenn Kamara doesn't score many, so I would certainly say, yeah, it's one to savor, shall we say? But no, I think the the entire build-up play was fantastic. I mean, we Alfie sort of once again, as we said, he's dropping deep and he's drawing the defenders out of position, and I think that's exactly what I was talking about yesterday in that pre-match pod. That's what he does really, really well because defenders don't really know: do we go with him? Do we not? I mean, he dropped to the right hand to the right wing, and the defenders were like, yeah. "Well, who's got who's got him now? He had acres of space. He pings it across the park. Um, there's Kamara, Kent's running outside him, and if you watch it very closely, the defender doesn't really know what to do. Does he go with Kent? Does he stay with Kamara? Kamara sort of drops his shoulder to play it towards Kent, and then goes the opposite way, gives himself two, three yards of space. Boom! Bottom corner. Beautiful. hundred percent. And by the way, that, that that's the confidence I would say in Glenn Kamara and his start to the season because Glenn Kamara last mm. year, I think, would have slipped that to Kent. But last yeah. night, obviously, he has the confidence in his own ability to take it inside, turn it on his right, and smash the ball by the goalkeeper and a great finish. Two goals within, what, two minutes, what, a minute, something like that? Uh, minutes, it yeah. is on, on Dreamland and really you are sitting thinking, this could be anything here. And no. and going, going back to Morelos, and it's where some people just see a striker in scoring goals, right? The days are gone of like Ali McCoist, and that's what the, that's what he was there today. Chris Boyd, that's what he was there today. Alfredo Morelos is playing a role in a team, and I don't want to compare him to this player. But you look at Robert Firmino or Bobby Firmino doing hanging. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Did at Liverpool? It's it's very similar in the sense mm-hmm. of his he, game. There's more his game than just scoring goals under Gerrard at the minute. You know, mm. he's dragging defenders out. He's making people uncomfortable. He's creating space for your Kents, for your Hadjis or Aribos or whoever it is that's playing in the wide in the wide uh, positions. And also Scotty Arfield going beyond usually when he started. I, I, I just don't get mm-hmm. it. And obviously last night he gets his reward by becoming by becoming Rangers, you know, leading goal scorer in Europe. And when you consider. We signed them for a million pound, you know, under Kashinia, what was it three, four years ago? What a return for mm-hmm. assists in Europe and goals scored. That wee guy is worth his weight in gold to us. Absolutely. And I, I think before we go any further, I think we have to acknowledge that record at 22 yep. goals in European competition in three seasons. Yeah. Frightening. Do you know what I mean? It is, it's, and it's terrifying. I mean, even McCoy's was thrilled from last night. And he's like, hey, McCoy's will say, oh, yeah, but I scored against Champions League clubs. But at the end of the day, you have to score against who you're up against. Yes. And he's and he's consistently done that in a much, much shorter time than McCoy's did. Ali's a legend. I love the guy. I won't have a bad yep. against him. I think he's fantastic. Love the guy. A hero. But at the end of the day, we Alfie's done it in three years. That's a, that's That's astonishing. Oh, yeah, ridiculous, man. I th- I think so, and you're saying. I mean, I know. I, co- I think Coyster was saying that way a wee bit uh, tongue in cheek, saying I yeah. had done it against Champions League opposition. You know, I mean, Alan McCoyce would have been like just Jumped as delighted. Like He'd have been just night. just as delighted as anybody when he when he scored last night and broke his record. But you need to say it yourself as well. Um, it, it might not be in the Champions League, but plenty of their goals have came against Champions League opposition. Look at Porto. Yeah. Porto, Porto are in the Champions League now. M- Mitchell and they're in the Champions League now. Fair enough. You know, like, you know, so last there's, there's night. Benfica, Benfica spent about £85 million in the summer. Yeah. You know, like, so, I mean, these these are teams, I mean, quite quite honestly, right? I, I seen a, a, a tweet yesterday and, um, and it was something along the lines of... Um, just so you know, we're going to lose our streak. We're going to get beat tonight. And I thought to myself, that's that that is that that's like a, a a typical Rangers fan that just doesn't want to give his club the credit that it deserves. I mean, if you take, I've I've, I've said this on a pod before. I'm not sure if it was you guys or what, but um, I've I've said before, if you just looked, if you team the name Rangers away for our results, and you just looked at a club that had. Beat Braga at home, beat Braga away, uh, get a draw away at Porto, beat them at home. If you if you go through the re- the rest of the results, right, our European results and performances performances have been really really phenomenal. And that, that was what I thought last night. I thought I'm not go- I'm not going to write us off tonight. I, and I wrote that to the boy. I said we are more than capable of coming away with a result tonight. The odds are against us. And if we go there and we lose two 0 three 0 like we'll put our hands up. They're a they're a, they're a, a very good side. Do you know, but actually, you did with Leverkusen, JP. You done J- that with Leverkusen. They were a great side. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Do you know? And and they came to Ibrox and they did. They comfortably beat us three uh, one. And you just you held. I mean, they had they had that boy Havertz, who's one of the the best youth players coming through in the world right now. And oh, they've, yeah. they've got plenty of other great players. I mean, German sides are so so well organized. I remember Stuart Weir said himself, "You just you've you never play a bad German side in Europe. Right. Like you re- you really don't." Um, but you need to you need to give yourself you need to give yourself a, a bit of credit. Even going away from home and only losing one 0 not a disastrous result. What you want in games like that, you want to give a good account of yourself. But just to write us off so, <clears throat> especially in the form that we're given. I mean, we've, we've conceded so little goals. I mean, we conceded more goals last night than we've conceded between now and 
September or something like that. Do you know? Like we've, yeah. I think we've only conceded three goals in the league all season. And because you know, it was just it, it was it was unfortunate, but I I just I genuinely that's what I was saying about the fans being so I just I just don't think uh, a, a a minority of the fans give the the squad or the club anywhere near enough credit as it deserves when yep. you when you take into account our performances in Europe. I would honest owner day, I would I would honestly like I'd I'd fancy as against most teams, not all. I mean, there, there are some teams that that it would just be too much for us, but there's there's plenty plenty of teams out there that you would expect to lose, but we're more than capable of getting a result if we if we play well. Do you know? Talk about talk, talk, just talk about, talk, about, talk about the goals conceded. Uh, did you see the tweet last night? Sunday put out and it basically said um, uh, we've conceded four goals since September. Celtic conceded four goals since eight o'clock last night. Yeah, seen that. Whoopsies. Um, it would have been funnier well, if they had said they've conceded four goals since 25 past eight last night. <laughs> <laughs> Just to give that extra 25 minutes. What I would say on Benfica, and I've got done here, rant, right? Because okay. I agree with you. I agree with you completely, mate. Some of the things I've seen on Twitter and on social media after that game last night about usual Rangers, shoot ourselves in the foot, we fucked it, this, that and the other. Listen, we were playing against a team last night who spent just under 100 million euros in the summer. A team who have been in the Champions League for 10 consecutive seasons, right? And this year they've obviously done off-season and, and they're qualifying and they've dropped into Europa League. That team are sitting a point off the top of the Portuguese league at the minute. I'm sorry, I cannot criticise Rangers for last night. A lot of words I've seen used is devastated, gutted, disheartened. I was devastated when Pedro was standing in a hedge when we get scudded off Luxembourg's version of Kilmarnock. Right, that's when I was devastated because I knew my club had sunk to levels I didn't think it ever would sink to again. I was I was devastated six years ago last night when we were playing forfer as opposed we were to playing. playing... For... Correct, correct, mate, correct. Spot. After after where we've come from, six years ago we were playing forfer on a Thursday night, and here we were playing against Benfica and drawing against them in their own stadium. My team, as, as you very eloquently pointed out. 10 consecutive seasons in the Champions League and we played them off the park exactly and we didn't and by the way see anybody who's wanting to turn around and say that because they went down to 10 men Rangers controlled the game no some of the football Rangers were playing were out of this was out of this world right mm. Rangers were playing that last night anyway yes it would have been more difficult had they had 11 men on the park but I think you see the difference in somebody asked Gerard would, should you have chucked Balogun on did we make individual errors? Yes, we did. Did it, did we get punished at that level? You always will get punished when you make the letter. That's how good a side they were. There is yeah. no shame. And if MD turns around and says to any Rangers fan, "You're going to draw their three each tonight," no matter how the game panned out, you would have went mm. hey, fair enough. By the way, that's a good result. However, because of the way the game panned out, yes, we were disappointed a hundred percent, and that speaks volumes and how far our club has came under Steven Gerrard because. We had Pedro standing in a hedge. Yeah, I was just going to say, I was just, I was just going to say, in regards to the actual result itself, I was disappointed as well. As I pointed out to you in the group chat afterwards, I was disappointed. I'm not, I'm not angry. I'm not raging or whatever. I'm just disappointed. I'm disappointed we couldn't hold on, and that's just yes. volumes where we have come from. Um, at the end of the day, I think it was a couple of individual errors and a little bit of poor. I'm going to use the word game management, two words for game management yeah, at the end, yeah, you know, yeah. just just a sort of, there was no need, 
And I, yeah. I, I, I did say in Twitter last night, Scotty Arfield, you know, poor game management. And it really, and it was, he should have held on to the ball a bit more. Or played it to Tav's right-hand side. Why he played the through ball, there was nobody there. I, I really don't know. Only he can explain that. But at the end of the day, you know, to err is to be human. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it just, it is what That's it is. It is what it is. Hindsight's and, a great thing, isn't it? Of course it is. Yeah, it's of course it is. It is. And, and I would, have, I, would have take, I would have taken a draw every day of the week before, and even against 10 men, because you're away against Benfica. And as you quite rightly pointed out, their record in Europe is outstanding. Correct. It really is. And Especially and, at home. Yeah, and and the, the, the value of their squad, the players they have. I mean, you looked, you looked at that lineup last night, you went, oh my God, that's, that's really, really powerful. Yeah. 24 million, one player come off the bench. That's the exactly. you're playing against the lads. I know, I mean? and, yeah. and, we, and we played them off the park. Admittedly, they had 10 men for 70 minutes, but in the last, last 15, 20 minutes, they looked really strong because they made some good changes and they were, I said, 24 million players come off the park and they were, they were beginning to really sort of dominate at that point. And it was, oh my God. But it uh, doesn't make a difference. I, I'm, all I'm going to say in it, is I was disappointed, and that speaks volumes from where the club was years ago. It's a compliment in, in a way. It, it's, it's it, it is. Do you know what I mean? It's and it is, and I'm, I'm not going to lie. Right, I was I was absolutely devastated last night. I'm not. I'm I'm just going to come out and say it. Right, I really, really was. It, when that third, when that equaliser went in last night, I wanted to take the high road. I wanted to be like, right, okay, and I wanted to say all the stuff you've just said. And quite honestly, I think a lot of people took to Twitter because they were so frustrated at the fact that we were so close. I think the, even some people that tweeted stuff like that last night, I think they'll be saying the same things that you've just said, Paul. I think they'll kind of come to terms and realise, actually, that was a that was a fantastic result, even going there and getting a draw. I think it was just the way it panned out. It was just yeah. the fact It was the fact that when we were 3-1 up, we had chances. We hit the post. Aribo had a really big chance before <clears> halftime at 2-1. When you take all these things into account, I was sitting last night with about 20 minutes to go thinking this this world class team are here for the taking. Like this, this, this could be a this could be a really massive opportunity. This could be Steven Gerrard's greatest result as a Rangers manager in Europe, anyway. And then I mean the, I think they only had two attempts on goal like in the last 20 minutes, and it was two goals. It's just it's it's it was almost cruel. In a way, but like I like I said, um, I've already said tonight. If you make mistakes at that level, you're going to get you're going to get punished, and that's that's yeah. exactly what happened. They, um, it was a great it was a great through ball. I mean, he's played it on an absolute plate for the striker, and I don't know about you, but as soon as the striker was one on one, I just I, I knew in my gut. I thought yeah. this, I was like, this is this is it. Like they're just they're going to score here. It was just one. It was just one of the things. Um, I was de- I was devastated. The only thing that cheered me up was the Celtic game after it, right? But <laughs> but um, but I, I was I was I was gutted. I wasn't angry, do you know? I wasn't. I was I, I was more frustrated that God, you guys done so well there, and you've kind of thrown it away. And I think it was the fact it, it was Scott Arfield on the ball, man. It, and he's 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 played a ball in behind to Morelos that like. In any time in the match, Morelos would have got on to that, but it's the 90th minute. He'd ran, he'd ran his cell in, into the gun. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And it was, and and I'm, I'll be honest that I've been quite critical of Morelos this season, do you know? And I think it just kind of comes, we've all seen that he, he can do more. 
you know, like we've all we've all seen that, but he's he's playing a completely different role. I don't necessarily think it's because he's not scoring as much. I just think it, at times he could look a little bit more interested. But I thought last night he was absolutely phenomenal, and I had real sympathy when Arfield put that ball through him. I'm like, what yeah. the, why are you asking him to do that? I'm yeah. like, it's the ninety first minute. He's absolutely <laughs> ran his fucking cunt in, and you're <laughs> and you're putting a ball through it. Like just, just all he had to do was hold the ball. And no, then that was that was it. They just their their quality just kind of helped came slip through. Slip it, slip it. It was Tavernier was on his right hand side, completely free. All I had is a clear on the flag to hold it up, the corner flag. But it, but anyway, I think just to go back to what you said, we had chances. Um, we didn't take them. Hit the post. The was headed wide. As I went back to them early on, but the killing match, we have to be more clinical. Yeah. We get chances. We have to bury them. We have to we simply. Have Ruthless, to, we just oh, need to be ruthless, don't we? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's always said, oh, but we hit the post. Oh, we don't, but no, we have to absolutely bury teams. When you get a chance, you've got to bury them. But again, though, lads, he, Hollander's staying a bit of stick. Golton's staying a bit of stick. Whether it's right or wrong, lads, I'm, yeah, they do it well. My Hollander had an off night. However, you have to look at then and say, right, if we're going to dig Hollander out for that, then I'm sorry, you've got to turn around and say, well, Kent should be burying the two chances he's got. James Tavernier mm. overruns it slightly. You could be yeah. pernickety and pick at that. The fact is, I'll just like to say it is, Rangers are playing some of the best football I've ever seen Rangers play in uh, Europe, by the way. Right? Yep. Some of the passes I play last night are frightening, and I include the multi-million spent under advocate and that. Gerard's done it on a shoestring budget, really, considering, right? And you, you, you spoke about Tavernier, 250 <laughs> grand the guy cost, cost us. We spoke about Morelos, a million pound he cost us. Right? He, all right, Kent costs us a wee bit of money, but listen, this is this is, this is is Gerard's team, the management team, how they've got them done, and the fact Gerard came out after it, and blasted the players a wee bit, really. That's his job yeah. to do that. And I thought that was good management in doing that. And then also praising him by saying some of the football and his word to use was scintillating at times. And that's mm-hmm. that's exactly how you you would assess it. Um, Can I just say that? Yes, I was going to say, is there anything else you want to add about Benfica for we chuck I, 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 I just want to say, you talked about uh, the style of football we've been playing uh, recently under Gerard, both in Europe and domestically. But I say more so Europe because it uh, kind of suits us because teams come at us. Yeah. Um, I think we said a podcast uh, a couple, couple of weeks ago about um, Gerard um, when we had a, a slump in form. Uh, it was after the Hearts match. He said, I need to go away and evaluate and look at myself and think about how this is going to work out now. Whatever he has done and whatever the coaching team have done, I think it's worked absolute wonders. And I, I, I don't know what it is, but just keep it going because since, yeah. since, of that, since, since we've had that, especially since the start of the season, we have been almost unplayable at times. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, we are, it's just, <clears throat> the style of football, the, 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 the way we're playing, the confidence we're playing with, some of the, some of the one-touch stuff, intricacy, solid at the back, we just need to get that front line just firing right. And as I said at the beginning of the pod, if we can get that going, somebody is in for an absolute tanking because we are going to be Devastatingly frightening. See if you see if you look at look at the result. I mean, I, I agree with you, Paul. I think the front line aren't quite like it out of second gear. And look at the results. Mm. You know, it is. It's it's it is. It's and, and I, I hope it's Sunday. I really do, man. I hope I hope we get the game done because I don't. Every game just feels like an absolute nervous wreck there now. So hopefully it's a bit like Livingston. You get a, a few early goals, but then you uh, build on it and keep going. I was just going to, if you, if you don't mind, guys, um, I was just a comment that's just went in there for yeah, Albert, Albert's a living legend. Um, he was talking about the game management for Arfield. That that was something that I was actually going to comment on tonight. 
uh, at the end of the game, uh, at, at the end of the game uh, on Sunday, there was a chance that Itton got, and he and he he kind of he had a bit of an effort, and he had it over, and I was screaming at the telly, "Why are you not taking that into the corner?" About thirty seconds, forty-five seconds later, Arfield gets the ball in the exact same position, and he takes it into the corner, and I'm thinking, "There you go, it's a bit of experience." He knows just game management mm. and stuff, so you're thinking like, "Oh, that's great," and then and then last night. He's he's the one that gives the ball away. It's all you're you're almost kind of you're contradicting yourself and your praise one game and then your the the, the negative comments the the following game. But I, I, again, it was obviously just a rush of blood to head. He's obviously thought if I play this through and he gets on eight, we might score. So it's you know it's just it's just what it's just one of the things. Before we move on, we've played this at the start in our pod, but we've got a wee we've got a wee message for one of our one of our famous people who've been on. Hello, hello, it's Jeff Winder here, and you're watching the Battle Fever podcast. I like that. Jeff's a good guy. Jeff is a good guy. One of us, majorly one of us. Is that how it was? Yeah. Did you see his picture last day? Oh, no, you didn't. You know, Jeff, did you see that? No. No, no. I don't know what it is. Whenever we have somebody on the pod, they can't see the, the, the things. Sure no, no. See the so it's weird. It's weird. Hopefully the viewers could see it because I could see it. So hopefully they could see it. Um, before we move on, obviously we're, we're going to go into talk a wee bit about uh, Hamilton Aki's a ghost there that we have to bury from last season because Jeep went from saying about last night possibly it could have been Gerard's greatest result as Rangers manager so far. This was maybe his worst. <laughs> This time last year, <laughs> you know, no, this time last year. Sorry, last I think it was March, wasn't it? March. Um, right. It was our last last domestic home match. Yes, and Hamilton came to Ibrox and and beat us one 0 and of course led to the infamous cutting it, 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 it whatever whatever thing set up with a Livingston or something like that, and Lennon saying Hamilton, Hamilton or something like that, as if what they've beat them. So tables have turned. We're going into this game. On Sunday, now they're before us, aren't they? They play before us. They play Sunday afternoon, don't they? We play so. early yeah. afternoon. We yeah. play three o'clock. Yeah, three o'clock. So we need to we need to go and bury that fucking particular ghost. Go and put three, four, five by them. A strong, confident performance. And I would say the beauty is this year, and we've seen it already, is Gerard can change four or five positions, four or five players within that team that played last night. And still keep the squad fresh, yet still yeah. maintain the quality from a starting eleven. Policies coming to you because you got it so right last night with Halander yep. starting at centre half. Yep. Do we think Mister Balogun comes back in? Yep. On Sunday. Yeah. And is that yep. just is that just on the back of Halander's performance? Yeah. Or would he always have came back in? Yep. 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 Just yep. 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 Um, I, I, for, for for the reasons you just said, yeah, all of them, every one of them, uh, it, it, exactly, yeah, exactly, and also and also just because because we rest, you know, long flight, yes, you know, as much as Stephen Gerrard, uh, Stephen Davis, sorry, probably put in <laughs> an unbelievable performance last night. I don't know if Stephen Davis will play on on, on Sunday. Just given the, the the effort that was put into that yeah. game, you know, I think you might see Scotty Arfield coming back yeah. in. Um, to the team on Sunday. Jim, what's your thoughts in the midfield? Somebody who is it in the who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Wait to see them. It's Mark saying, does anyone think we might see Zungu at some point against the Akis? 
I hope so. Um, yeah, you know, what, you, you know what it's like. We always um, we're, we're always excited to see new players. Um, and given it's just a, ye- a year's loan, do you know, we're, we're kind of a year, so we're kind of hoping he makes a bit of an impact this season. And I'm not sure if anyone is aware of this because I've not seen it on Twitter a lot, but he's going away in the the, yeah. the Cup of Nations with Africa, isn't he? So he's not going to be playing at all throughout um, uh, January, I think that is. So, I mean, it's, again, that's another month that we're going to be. More... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reading that comment. Um, <laughs> See, oh, I explain I, I, it, Jim. If you didn't see like yesterday's pod, Wemo asked about Defoe getting in, playing in Europe, and we said, "Look, he's not in the squad." So this is us saying, "Does Defoe get a chance, or is that more rules I've forgot?" So that's the right. background makes to that. Sense. Sense. Joke, joke, yeah. I was wondering. Yeah. I was wondering what the giggle was. Right, that makes sense. That's fine. <laughs> um, I know. I've. I. I hope. I hope we do see. You know what it's like. You you get a new player and you want to see them. Um, and quite honestly, it's it's probably a good game to bring him into. I would say, yeah. um, one of the, without being disrespectful, you would say weaker oppositions, the type of games that you would expect to be fairly routine. Um, does that mean that it might only get forty five minutes or so? Possibly, you know, I would I'd definitely, if you're like two or three up at half time, I'd definitely get him in just to try and uh, excuse me, uh, get him up, get him up to speed. That's the alcohol taking effect. <laughs> <laughs> can you beat it, mate? Can you beat right. it? Policies. I don't think Davis will start. I don't think Davis will start. I think he. I don't think he can do Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday much. Let's address we most point. We kind of alluded to it yesterday. Does Jermaine Defoe start up front tomorrow? He's not. He's not allowed to. He's banned. He's, he's, he's been dropped from the SPL squad. SPL squad. Okay, he's only playing cup matches. <laughs> we, listen, listen. What you don't know is we Mo's our new producer, so watch. You don't get banned after the pod for slagging. No issue. Oh, by the way, so I, I did notice a comment earlier on. I'll, I'll drop those handcuffs back off your house whenever you want. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I, I think the full probably will start. Um, I think I think uh, Defoe will start. I think Balogun will start, and I think you're right. Zungu will probably be on the bench, and I reckon I reckon probably give him at least half an hour tomorrow, depending on the score. Mm-hmm. If we cut the goals up. He'll bring him on. That's just that's just perfect opportunity, isn't it? It's, it's got yeah. to it'll be a perfect opportunity. Home game, Hamilton Hackies. Top against yep. bottom. Mark thinks the gate the, the front three are going to click tomorrow uh, on Sunday, sorry, and it'll be a five 0 hammering for the famous. I would go with that. I would go with that. Um I'm probably going to look to well, let's do our let's do our predictions, right? Because obviously we've done our, our wee predictions. Um, before this, yep. So, hang on a minute till I get my balance here. Right, that's me. I'm fit now. Jeep's prediction. Jeep, talk us through this. Three 0 to the famous. I just have I've I've went three 0 as a a comfortable scoreline without it being an absolute hammering. Um, I always feel that when when Rangers play tough games in Europe, that they. It, it it's always a, a more difficult game at the weekend. I hope uh, I hope I'm proved wrong. I hope it's five 0 or six 0 <laughs> But um, I mean, we'd, having said that, we came back after playing Galatasaray. I believe we went to Fur Park and we scored five, and we were unfortunate to concede an own goal at the end. But um, I've went for three 0 which is kind of it's right right in between a an extremely comfortable result and a and a dodgy one. So policies, yes. I've also, gone th- I've also gone three 0 and um, the reason why is pretty much along the lines of what James just said. You know, 
it's, it's probably going to go either way. They're either going to give them an absolute tanking, or we're going, to, or they're going to throw off the gas slightly. And the reason I'm going to go two ways is absolute tanking, and we win five or six, uh, purely because um, they want to sort of avenge what happened last night. They'll be a bit, they'll be frustrated and maybe a little bit angry with themselves, and it to prove a point. And also knowing that they've got no match next weekend or Thursday night because it's international break, so they can just go hell for leather. Um, and then know they've got a kind of sort of a, a kind of rest period after that, or they're going to say they're going to be sort of kind of almost like run out of steam as such. You know, they'll do the business and then just sort of back off. We've, we've done what we have to do, and and that that will be it. So three 0 in between. I agree. I'm going to go one more. I think Rangers won four 0 on Sunday. Probably I do right. Think, I do think somebody's due a doing. Is four 0 a doing? Probably no, because we're capable of taking seven or eight off a team when we're on our game. So I do think we'll come back. I think there'll be players. I think Scotty Arfield should start on Sunday because I think he'll be hurting with that, you know, that pass. And let's face it, since Scotty Arfield's come back in the team against Dundee United, he's not let us down. He's been one of our better players. He's been terrific, I'd go as far as to say, one of our best this season. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was uncharacteristic, uh, that mistake. Um, And I'm sure that he'll be desperate to bounce back and make amends for that and and score a couple of goals. And I hope he does that on on Sunday. Ryan Jack, Glenn Kamara, I don't know who who plays in midfield for Gerrard on Sunday because... It, it's tricky to keep that fresh and then up top when you look at it does Hadji come back in stuffy defence we've seen Hadji play the boards through I don't know that's why Gerard gets paid the, the big bucks and I don't mm. there is a comment that I wanted to address there that Albert's 11 has said how did Jeff Winter end up a Rangers fan does anyone know first of all before I answer that Albert's 11 legend what I would say is Go and watch the very first podcast that this podcast ever ever put out because it was Mr. Jeff Winter. And he says that he was totally teeing up, teeing up with guys like Jim Baxter, etc. And that's why Jeff took a shine to the Rangers. And every year since, it's grown and grown and grown and grown. And now he misses um, coming to Ibrooks, although he's got a bigger... Uh, journey than most days. He misses coming to Ibrooks as much as anybody. And he can't wait to get back um, amongst the, the the Bears, he said, because I was talking to him what last week, and he says he can't wait to get back. And I think it was before was it? I think it was before the Poznan game. I spoke to him, and uh, he was like, and I, I felt it myself, and I put it on Twitter that it really hits home. Then not being able to go to the game when it's a European night, although it would come Sunday anyway, you know, mm. but a European night, Ibrox is special, as we know. There's, I don't think there's a place that beats it under the lights. Um, as we see in our background there, it's, it's a beautiful stadium and also the, the, the noise generated by the range of supporters is second to none as far as I'm concerned. And I always go back to Braga, Paul, when Hadji hit that bump. I don't yeah. think I've ever heard a noise like it. Yeah. You know, no, so. I know. Well, so I, 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 I was going to say, I've actually, uh, I've actually met Jeff and I had a couple of drinks with the guy. He's a, he's a lovely guy. And, he's, and his knowledge of Rangers is second to none. Yeah. yeah. See, is, 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 sorry if I'm mistaken. Is Jeff? When, is that the ex referee? Yes, mate. The yep. English Premier League referee? Yeah. 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 That's him. He is as staunch as they come. And he, it's also Middlesbrough as he's, as his team as well, uh, down mm. south. And he does a, a lot of work for their club, like speaking and stuff like that. Um, but the pod with us, it was my first ever pod. So you'll, you'll go on it and you'll see me a sitting nervous, shaking, quivering, fucking wreck, talking to this. 
ex-fucking referee who's telling me <laughs> stories about Gerard and all that and stuff, and it was great. Don't get me wrong, and he was brilliant to talk to. You, but I go and go and check it out if, if you haven't oh, seen it. Oh <laughs> mate, mate, there was no drink on the pods because I was shitting it. <laughs> it was it, it's funny. The drinking of pods only started when I joined. <laughs> By the way, true story. True story. Yeah. So I hope that clears that up. Albert's 11 legend, mate. There you go. Um, just kind of going through everything, guys, that we're, that we're talking about. We've got to that. How about, Paul, we we, we have a wee bit of a, a preview of what's going to happen next week? I go for it. Right. So the Bears Corner next week, we're going to change it to the Thursday. Right. It's International Week, which we know is hard. Hard to produce, to, to, to produce a podcast on that week because there's no much Rangers content apart from you just stand for an hour shouting at the SFA and Scottish fans for slagging and booing Rangers players. Um, so we have decided that on that week we are going to um, we're going to introduce something called Bear Station. Now, if the person is in, and I can't remember who it was, so my apologies, but if there's some, whoever it was, and is in the chat who, who who said Bear Station one night that this show should be called, <laughs> please reveal yourself because this is your fault. Yeah. Right? <laughs> this is your fault, right? This isn't, you don't need to subscribe to this. There is no premium content because we give it for nothing anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I've I've got images of the Alan Partridge one where he's trying to be BBC's egg or don't make you horny. Yeah. <laughs> what was it we said yesterday? Coming in your ears. Yeah. Bear station coming in Bear Station coming in your ears. <laughs> so Bear Station is going to be a, a platform where our viewers, fellow Rangers supporters like ourselves, can get involved in the podcast. And can make a point to our esteemed panel. So, for instance, if we were doing this tonight, you could come on with myself, Paul, and GPL and make a point. Now, it could be any sort of point, as long as it's obviously kind of Rangers related, but it could be a question, it could be anything really. Come on, make that, we will discuss it. You then disappear and we get the next caller on, if you like. So, you could say there's maybe a platform and there's maybe somewhere um, that's already. You know, doing this, and it was our actually our warm up act for the season. And um, they're on Clyde one for six to eight, and tonight it was just people crying for two hours, and it was tremendous. And I hope people tuned into it and got their their listening figures up because that's what we all love. Um, but this is a Rangers thing; it's just for Bears, it's just for us. So please DM the pod, DM Paul, whoever's on the show, myself, my, my own personal account, say that you would like to come on Bear Station. We will send you a link. You can come on, make your point, and we'll have a laugh and a carry on. Caveat policies. Caveats are it must be Rangers related, obviously. The be you know, in a, in a serious note, that we have to obviously we collectively do not abhor. We actually abhor. We abhor. Sorry, we abhor. We, we cannot condone anything that's religious, uh, religiously related, uh, racist, sectarianism, bigoted, nothing like that. Come on and talk about Rangers. You love Rangers. Ask us a question about anything Rangers related. Ask anything you want. Really, you can ask us. You know what inside leg measurement Scott's got, for example. I mean, I, I don't know that. I don't want to know that. He's sitting there shaking his head. I don't want to know it. But as long as it's is is it's Rangers related or, or it's related to us here in the pod, that's absolutely fine. We we, we will we simply will not stand stand for anything that's untoward. You know, sectarian, bigoted, racist, nothing like that. It's, it's, it's not going to fly. Um, and 
I'm just I'm I'm leaving it at that. If, if anything, do, anything does happen, then we'll, we'll take it further and we'll do we'll, it. Then. And we'll also we'll have to pull that feature um, and not have it on the show and feature. Exactly. So we're trying to think, we're trying to say that really it's going to be on international weeks where it's a wee bit harder, you know, and, and people can come on and make points and we can have a range of discussion and the viewers can get involved because we've, myself and Paul have said it and obviously you've been involved in many podcasts yourself, mate, including your own. The show is nothing without your interaction. Um, this wouldn't be as fun as it is without them making comments and, and saying stuff. So I hope people get involved in it and we'll be looking for people to, to come on and, and they obviously with VCID yesterday on as our first guest on the recorded pod, she said it was great fun and that she recommends it. Now, guys, you don't need to come on and be on video like us. Yeah. You can come on and just be audio, right? You don't have to be your face doesn't have to be on the screen. Um, things like that. Mark Mitchell, I would probably say that's a no. <laughs> no. As much as much as there can't be any sectarianism bigotry, we can't we can't have nudity either. So, <laughs> no. so it's a yeah, <laughs> no, that's a, I can't have that. I'm sorry, right? I'm sorry. I know. Been, Listen, go and pay. She she's got um, premium content somewhere. You can go and pay and see her if you like. Here I you'll get. Plenty, I think there's plenty of her stuff out there that's free anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like... here you get three tits for nothing, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're looking at three, then, eh? That's what that's what that's what they say. Last for Eraser, isn't it? Is it is, is Eraser? The three-breasted woman from Eraser, is it? Oh, is <laughs> oh, it Total Recall? Total Recall. <laughs> Paul, I'm going to ask your permission for this. Can I play the intro for it? That's quality. I love that. That's brilliant. <laughs> I love that. Getting your buzz and all buzz. <laughs> I love that. And next week, next week we are looking for guests to appear. As I said, either via audio, via video, and audio. It's up to you. Uh, we'll leave that up to you. But we will send you a a thingy, a, a link. It's just Keen says, "Are you bringing back DJ?" I would love to have DJ involved in that. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? We start do 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 do. He's like, what the fuck. <laughs> Uh. What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's coming next week, guys. And really, it only happens if if you guys get involved. So please, yeah. please, but, but get basically, yeah, basically get involved. I say, um, ideally, uh, DM the, the 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 pod Twitter account. And if you can't go on to another apply from that, either myself or Scott's personal ones. Um, obviously, see if you mention in the uh, the DM what you'd like to discuss or, or the actual question. It, we can kind of. I know it sounds bad, but kind of vet it then, you know what I mean, to make sure it, it's it's okay. If it's not okay, well, we will attempt to, to reply to absolutely everybody with a case of yes or no, if you can come on. And if we, if we get too many people and it's, and it's completely it's 30, 40 people wanting to do it, we'll attempt to get as many people as we possibly can. And those who don't get on, we'll take a note of with a real list and you'll be first on the list the next time. Also, also, I'm hoping to hopefully have a guest next week because it's International Week. Oh, I think it is. We have a few things um, in the works that hopefully 
they'll come on. So maybe you can come on and make a point to that guest as well, which is the whole fun. You know, it's not just about myself and Jeep and Paul getting a chance mm. to speak to these people and as ignoring people in the comments, because believe it or not, guys, it is hard see when the comments are going up and doing like that and somebody like DJ's talking and his stories are just gold. I struggle to, to then turn around and say, where was that question? Where was it? Do you know what I mean? So you've, you've got to like DJ run with it and, 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 for, and any guest, you know, even if Paul was, if Jib was on, was on a story and telling things, I wouldn't turn around and, and, and say, right, stop, we need to do this. So we, we just need to hopefully get a few people joining in next week and yeah, we're on. We're away I, I, I will say just to sort of, I know the people watch this really and they go, well, what are they talking about this for? But I will, I will back you up here. I've done, I've hosted a few podcasts now. It is incredibly difficult to try and keep the chat flowing Listen to what people are saying and concentrate on the questions and try and get them on the screen. So if you put something in the chat and it doesn't come up, please don't feel offended. We're not ignoring you. It's just it's gone past so quickly we can't actually see it. Um, yeah, and we'll, and we'll, we'll try to keep the, the try to keep the fluidity of the uh, the podcast going as well. Yeah, I can, yes. second, I can second that myself, guys. Obviously, you know that uh, me and Snags kind of take turns at uh, hosting the the Ibrook Suite as well, and it's just at times you just when you're when you're giving stories and when you're trying to listen and some sometimes sometimes you realize that you're you're reading the comments and you're not even listening to what the person's exactly. saying and that that's it's, it's, it's it is very difficult so if we if, yeah. if, if things do get missed then it's uh, like I, I, I totally i totally uh, have sympathy with you guys I, I know exactly what it's like Hence my Kelly thing at the start. Uh, we talked about Kelly match here because I was still busy trying to concentrate the chat. So you know. <laughs> I know, I know that. But it happens, isn't it? And you sit here, and I'll make a point. Like, what are they doing? And somebody's talking, and I'm going, "Fuck, what are they saying?" And <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. hard. it's hard. It is hard. But that's the way it is. Guys, I'm out of everything on my list that I wanted to bring up. I know, Jib, you said that you'd maybe not be able to last the full pod, mate. So are you all no. right to stay? I'm okay. Aye. Right. Right. Good, mate. If anybody on the chat wants to talk about anything, then feel free to to have a wee hold on, Diane. Oh, night, night, Diane. Wow, thanks for the t-shirt. You've helped the club. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> peaceful warrior, like driving and on the phone. Mind that. Can't condone the actions. Cannot condone the actions. Not Sorry. At all. <laughs> Put your phone yes. down. <laughs> Put your phone down. So, India, any news you want to bring up? I'll 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 mention something quickly. Um, we're, kinda, we're going back over the the game last night. We're talking about that that second goal. Um, you mentioned like the the scoring scoring for a goal kick. It's it's odd, but um, you, you almost I almost feel like we're getting a little bit spoiled with it now. Like, it's see when it ha- when it happens, and it it was one of the ones when that goal was scored last night. My instinct wasn't what a goal. It was more just like that's what we do. Like no, do you know, like that—that's that's what we're kind of—that's what we're capable of, and I, and I think you you said just now that there was a couple. The one that comes to mind probably would be the one against Galatasaray, uh, Tav's header, that was kind of that kind of came came for the goal kick as well. Um, it was it was really really good, and and, and you know, um, Morelos, his his passing isn't isn't always the best. Sometimes he can he can ping them, like he can switch the play really really well. I thought it, I thought it was a it was a, a great pass yesterday, and I was mm. I couldn't believe like actually seeing Glenn Kamara taking a shot. It was which was <laughs> in itself was 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 incredible. But I just I think um, do you know it's it's some some of the football that the the, the team are giving us now. It's really it's 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 hard it's hard to be annoyed even when you you feel that you're in a a position that you should win the game. But some of the football that the the boys are playing now has just been. 
absolutely phenomenal. And I'll and I'll I will ask one question. If you're going to kind of, if you're going to kind of, uh, I would say fall asleep and concede a, a stoppage time equaliser, I think that would be f- fair to kind of describe it that way. If you were going to concede that, I would rather that we done it last night than on Sunday at Kilmarnock. Yes, said that last no. night, mate. Said that my dad that. last night. So that's that's what that's that's it's silver linings and stuff, you know. You just try and it, it's difficult after the game. I appreciate that people would have been really. I was I was the exact same. I was devastated myself. I tried to I try and stay off Twitter when I feel like that. You don't want to kind of type what exactly what you're thinking and yeah. oh fuck this and fuck that and fuck them and all that like. But you're just yeah. you're just you're so disappointed, you know. I, I totally I totally uh, sympathise with it. But when you when you have a bit of time to calm down and look at the bigger picture, do you know what I mean? Paul. Yeah. I yeah. was I was uncharacteristically calm last night. I'm sure you'll back me up on that after the game. And I was one of the ones that was, was saying to us on the chat and that we have to realise how good a side they actually are, you know. And whether yeah. they're dead men or no, they're a great side. They are an absolute great side. Um so let's just listen, I've just had a message for a go and asked if Dale's still here. If Dale's <laughs> just, Dale, just COVID. <laughs> Dale, Dale is still here. Dale, Dale is still here. And he says Jeep's better when he's steaming too sensible tonight. I'd agree with that, mate. At least I can remember the substitutions that were made last night, mate. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dale, I've asked the question to Copeland Streetwear and they ship globally, mate. So that's your. See, we fucking deliver on this pod. We deliver. And so does Copeland Streetwear, but it sounds like the, the USA where you are. So get by in, mate. Get by in, mate. Paul, sorry. Did I cut you off there, mate? Are you ready to make a point now? That's all right. Don't worry about Okay. Sorry. Right, why did we not employ the same tactics last night as we did on Sunday to see the game out? We were still attacking them at 3-2. That, I believe, is in reference to Balogun coming on. Right, because that's what Gerard did on Sunday to see the game out. Mm. No, yes, and we've said hindsight is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And Gerard said it himself. He thought they had enough defensive-minded players on the park to see the <clears> game out. That was his own words. I would tend to agree with him on that. As you said, Paul, all you had today, Arfield, and it's hard to criticise, but all you had today was slip the ball to Tav and run it down the line, and the game was done. Mm-hmm. Sadly, it didn't happen, and we're here at three each instead of three two. But yeah. I can't take that. I can't take much away for the players for that. I'm sorry. No, I say I, I think after about five minutes, I was like, I'm going for fuck's sake! What, what just poor game manager, blah blah. And I sort of, I sort of took a step back, and, and especially this morning, I woke up this morning, I thought, actually, you know. But it is what it is. Do you know? It's you know. There's no point in crying over spilt milk. Team played phenomenally well, um, and we, we got we, we got a, we got at least a reward. I thought of some sorts. We should have got more, but happily take that. Yes. To quote Warburton, we move on. <laughs> Yes. I would uh, I would say that I think the reason that he didn't make that sub was because it was completely different. Um, at Rugby Park, I know this is going to sound mad, but at Rugby Park we were under the cosh. Do you know there was balls going into the box? There was corner after corner. Benfica weren't creating anything. It just took that one that one moment where their quality shined through. It was a great pass through. Absolutely split the defense <laughs> wide open, and that was it. You can't you can't really predict anything like that. It, I don't think putting three centre halves on the pitch last night would have would have benefited much. But the way that the game had to be managed, I mean, we managed the game really, really well. If we went three three one up, it, it was just two mistakes. I don't I don't Aye. think Gerard can be held um, accountable for not putting an extra centre half on because it wasn't a case of 
get an extra centre half on because we are right under the cost here. They are getting chance and and it's corner after corner and we just need that extra man in the it was nothing like that. It was a, just a, a a quality piece of play, a quality through ball and a really good finish for the striker. And again, I mean if he'd if he had hit that out of the bar or by the post or McGregor had even made a save, we wouldn't be saying why have you no put Balogun on? It's I, I believe that the reason they done it is because it was it was different. It was a it was a different scenario. Horses um, for courses, mate, innit? You read the game as you see sure, it. It's not the same exactly. week after week. So it's... But see what BCID is saying there. The thing is, we also criticise if we sit back and hold the ball then lose it and lose a goal, damned if you do, etc. Yeah. I tend to agree with that, but where I maybe slightly disagree is it was clear when that striker came on, the boy up top that scored the third goal, that he had a bit of pace about him. The Darwin. Line, Darwin, our defensive line was very, very high. Mm-hmm. Right, if we'd have taken a step back and and maybe you know sat back a wee bit, not allowed the space in behind that through ball, maybe no be on, even if Arfield loses it, right? And, and and then you isolate Morelos up top, yes, or you take Morelos off and you put somebody on who's got fresh legs. Yep, you isolate them up top, but you hit the ball into the channels and you let them chase it all day long. It's easy for me to sit here and say that I have no coaching qualifications. Just reading the game, I thought we are quite a high line defensively, and if there was a criticism, he. The players in Gerard last night, I would probably say it was that. And when that boy came on and he punished us a couple of times, he looked as though he was getting in behind and he thought he's got a bit of pace about him. I would maybe have said, right, sit back, drop a wee bit deeper and don't allow mm. that space in behind. But hey-ho, yeah. that's it. Can I, can I just say, what, talking about um, Gerard and the, especially what Chief said earlier on, you know, football playing is scintillating and stuff like that. I don't have, I don't know the prophecy of doom, but, you know, football's a, a fickle game. People move on, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think right now we should appreciate Gerard, his coaching, ta- his coaching staff, and the players that we have. What we have right now, yeah. I generally think should because he's done an absolute wonderful job to this point. This yeah, hundred percent. We, 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 we should I'll, embrace it. I'll kind of I'll I'll add on to that, and I'll ask your opinion on something that I heard tonight. Right now, I, I never listen to Clyde Super Scoreboard. Right, I, I I genuinely don't. But I put it on for the first hour tonight. I was I was just curious. Do you know? I was curious. Hey, to, we all want, to mate. See, we don't listen to see how, right? Do you know? What? We all know why, right? It's, it's, it's James, James, James talking about Super Scoreboard here, mate. Nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'll, I'll I'll give you I'll give you a, a statement that I heard that I was when I heard that I was kind of like I'm not sure I agree with that, right? Um. <clears throat> believe it was Hugh Keevans that said that he thinks that either Lennon or Gerrard won't be at the club at the end of the season. One of them will get sacked. And the reason being is whoever doesn't win the league. Now, put just no ignore the fact with Lennon, right? Now say it's absolutely neck I mean we're I mean if Celtic go if Celtic have got games to play, right? Which they would be looking that they should really win them. That's what the fans would expect anyway. That's what we would expect if, if they were our games. So if we were if they were to look at that, we would be three points ahead. Now say the games were really, really neck and neck. See, we basically win most of yours, they win most of theirs, the games against each other are tight. If we lost the league with maybe two or three games to go, would you be calling for Gerard to get sacked? No. I personally wouldn't. I was quite surprised no. when he said that. Do you know, like, because at the end of the day, like, like it, it, it's how how far he's actually taken us, and albeit it would be his third season that, and and he wouldn't have really won the league. But the the way I look at it is, we're we're looking at a group of players that we know are more than capable. 
So if they go out onto the pitch and they and they don't do it, I don't necessarily lay that blame on the manager. I don't blame the manager for the the dip in form for January onwards. I, I feel that was due to certain players, certain players that didn't play. I mean, it's, it's no Gerrard's fault that Marielos came back for international uh, for, for the break late. It wasn't Gerrard's fault that Glenn Camaro yeah. had half an hour on the ball at Tyne Castle, which <coughs> you know we don't get. Do you know, yeah. so I, I, I just feel that people are too quick to blame to blame managers. I feel that's what Hugh Kevens was doing tonight. But I just went when I heard that, I, I was just curious as to what you thought because I was I was really surprised that if if that was the way it went, if it was very very tight, I mean, I, I just I certainly I certainly wouldn't wouldn't be calling for his head anyway. No, I think I think this this is a standard knee jerk reaction, and I think as because it always is we all for our managers. Okay. Um, in the past, Rangers would have probably dismissed the manager with a couple of seasons or three seasons without winning anything. But this isn't this isn't normal just now. You have to think back to where we've come from. What's happened over the last decade? And where we're coming, what we're coming back from, both on the field and off field, you know, for, the, for the mismanagement of the club and the boardroom, um, the awful appointments, poor player recruitment. It's, it's taken really until this season for Jeddah to... Get get the right players in the door, get the right team behind them, and that. And I'm talking about um, board level down. You know, coaching staff, medical staff, um, director of football. Um, we've now got the commercial department doing really, really well. That's bringing more money in. We're generating more and more. It's becoming a more positive, more forward-looking football club. And he's getting the right players in the park. He's made mistakes himself. He'll, he'll I happily admit that. He was a rookie manager for yeah. It was, his, it was his first job. He's going to make exactly because it's so it's taken him a couple of seasons to get himself really sort of bed in and understand how things are going. And I think that's what, as I said before, this whole business after the Hearts match are going away and resetting and saying, right, what I've done wasn't working. This is what I now have to do, and it's it's paying dividends. So no, I would certainly not sack him. Absolutely not. I would. I, I think it would be it be it'd be a fool's fool's folly to do so. Has a has a has a Rangers manager ever came in to the state that Gerard no. came into? No. Do you no. know what I mean? And I would say any Rangers manager, even Alec McLeish, Alec McLeish came into a, a team that wasn't playing well, but that was a good team. The Cavdica yeah. had some good players. Multi million pound players there. Do you know? Do you like know it's, I mean? it's it's it's. I think pe- people don't re- don't realize this. I mean, what? It, I mean, I don't even think we had a squad. I really don't. I don't think we had. I mean, he almost built an entire squad in one transfer window. Yeah, and and think, even at think, that, as a squad, it's a squad that that season they bet a good Brendan Rodgers team. Like, the thing they, is, I was going to say, I think only soon as we come close to it, as in coming into coming into the team and try to build a squad or a team, but they, were, they, were, they weren't bad. They were underperforming. Mm. That was all. Yeah, they were just underperforming, and he brought his own, but and he revolutionised. But and as we, as you said yourself, Scott, recently, it's, this is not a, a Gerard revolution; it's an evolution. It's an evolution, and I've said yeah. that two or three times now. People compared it to the soonest revolution because of the Liverpool captain thing, winning things at Liverpool, etc., and being such an influential figure there. And then coming here on his first managerial job with Rangers and picking us up for the doldrums. People think, right, soonest, that's what it is. Sunus was a revolution who was bankrolled by millions. Yeah. Sunus obviously done a great job, um, got us on the on the right foot and, and got us on the start to, to the famous nine in a row, a proper nine in a row. Um, Stephen Gerrard came in and inherited a pile of shite. 
and he's made us respectable, not only in Scotland and not only ready to take our place back. And people keep saying we're back where we belong. No, we're not. We're not back where we belong until James Tavernier has lifted that trophy above his head. That's yep. when we're back where we belong. We're still working towards that at the minute. Gerard, yep. is it's the evolution of our squad. The progress year on year is night and day, even from this year to last year. And we started last year very, very well, remember? Mm. Right up to Christmas, we were tremendous. I, again, I still mm-hmm. believe Rangers were the best team in the country last year. Man for man, you know, I thought we were terrific up till Christmas. What happened after Christmas? I don't know. Players down tools, players just out of form, players Did struggling. <laughs> players can't, players just couldn't handle it. I don't know. But this year, and, and I'm trying to find... This feels like a Rangers side that will win trophies. I've seen Rangers win nine in their own, being yeah. rotten, fighting back from the bottom division. This feels like a side that will win trophies. And that's right. exactly what I would say. This feels different. This feels like a Rangers team. And see the fact that, as Jeep says, he was devastated last night that we, that we didn't win. That's us getting back to Rangers of old. That's us getting back to being disappointed when we don't win games of that magnitude. And that's where we've always been. You know, so I've seen somebody say we're serial losers when we have that attitude that we were happy a point last night, it's no serial losers, it's being realistic. It's yeah. reality hitting you between the eyes and saying, listen, remember where you are, remember where you've been and remember where you've still to go. I think only I think only uh, Juventus fans uh, currently just now could uh, could understand exactly how we're feeling. I mean, you've got teams like Fiorentina who are still down in the lower leagues in Italy, uh, Parma who are still down in the lower leagues, um, only really Juventus who get put down, but they were put down one division, weren't they? One division, right. Yeah. We, we went to the bottom league and come back up. So really, I suppose, nobody's really had the sort of journey we've had. And um, I think to be sitting where we are, top of our league, uh, top top of our Europa League, pushing on, pushing on, getting better and better with a world with a world, world-renowned play, a former player as our manager, big, big name, who's now starting to really put his influence on the team. I think I think we, we, should, we should be rightfully proud of where we are. Well, and uh, and very very happy as well. And the biggest point we have to make is whether we're at Ibrox or no, back the team because yep. there's enough there's enough haters out there yeah. who are bringing us down and and talking us down. You only need to look at the the usual band who rounded on Rangers, despite Jeep and as Jeep rightly says, the swift action Rangers took against Edmondson and Jones, who rounded on us as a club. And started mm. to, to dispute where, where the difference is between that and the ball and goal instant. The instance is quite clear, guys. He went to train with Celtic after it. He went and played a game for Celtic after it. Rangers dealt with that within a matter of hours. The players were nowhere near the squad. They were nowhere near the training ground. They've been banished for now in self-isolation. They're, they're going to be punished. Rangers dealt with it the way that a football club should. Yeah. Done. Game over. Great. Fuckies. <laughs> Sorry, we were off track there. We were off track there. Um, right, I think we're going to. I think we're going to shoot team. So my thanks to Mister Policies <laughs> and <laughs> to Jim. <laughs> who, if we stay about a wee bit later, we could have an internet sensation in our hands. For the for the viewers, Jim's back teeth are floating. Don't make me laugh. <laughs> so that's why if we hang about, guys, we might get a cracker here. But before we go, thanks very much to our viewers for joining in and part and being part of the show. <coughs> you like our pod. If you want to see Mary our pod, please like, subscribe, and get involved, guys, because follow us on social media, etc. If you subscribe, you'll never miss a podcast. All right. Anything else to add, guys, before we go? 
Uh, I'd just like to say once again, thank you to everybody for watching. Um, without you, this podcast is absolutely nothing. You make it. You provide the content. We, we, we provide a little bit of the content. You provide most of the content in the chat, and we really appreciate it. So keep it up. Keep viewing. And uh, so p- pass it on to your pals. So the Rangers supporting pals. Get involved now. Jib. Uh, thanks very much for having us on, guys. And I would say everybody watching, make sure you subscribe to the channel because these guys put in a lot of work to their podcast and they definitely deserve it so thanks very much for tuning in thanks for that mate cheers guys hashtag keep the battle fever on deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.